0: Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of There's Knowledge with, with Homage. Thanks for fresh tuning fresh in fresh today. Fresh. My name is David Clean Castle, last a.k.a. Homage. homage the Lion Killer. Today is the 25th of August, 2021. Hope you're all doing well out there, staying sane through these crazy-ass times we're living through. I'm gonna do something a little bit different today instead of just talking about a bunch of COVID shit tired of talking about it. I mean, you know, you know what's going on. Vaccine got approved. Bunch of crazy shit, you know, they're trying to get you to take the vaccine to go anywhere. Big deal, right? We'll find a way around it. I did see something cool going on in Australia, though. Apparently all of these truckers uh, are parking their semi-trucks on the highway and not allowing anybody to get by as a form of protest. And they're kind of shutting down all commerce and and, uh, all that kind of shit. So that's exciting. We'll see what's going on. We'll see what happens. Uh, Things in Australia are pretty bad at this moment. So they they do need to start standing up for themselves. And so do we. And uh, so do most of the people across the world. This is uh, getting pretty out of hand. But um, we have harped on that long enough. So today I want to talk about a subject that's always... Really fascinated me with which is uh, water. Yeah, we're, we're kind of gonna look at the function that water plays in society, um, how important it is to the human body, where it comes from, the misinformation surrounding the scarcity of water, and uh, water's ability to possibly generate energy, and um, as well as the spir- spiritual aspects of water, because there's some spiritual shit going on with water. The first civilizations formed on the banks of rivers. The most notable examples are the ancient Egyptians, who were based on the Nile, and the Mesopotamians uh, in the Fertile Crescent between the Tigris and Euphrates rivers, the ancient Chinese on the Yellow River, and the ancient India civilizations on the Indus. These early civilizations began to form around the time of the Neolithic Revolution, 12,000 B.C., Rivers were attractive locations for the first civilizations because they provided a steady supply of drinking water and made the land fertile for growing crops. Moreover, goods and people could be transported easily and the people in these civilizations could fish and hunt for animals that came to drink water. Additionally, those lost in the wilderness could return to civilization by traveling downstream where the major centers of human population tend to concentrate. Uh, And these are called hydraulic empires. So this, the reason why I'm telling you this is because we still live in a hydraulic empire. It's just more advanced, I guess. Um, But the the same principles apply. So it's pretty interesting. Um, Hydraulic empires. Though each civilization was uniquely different, we can see common patterns amongst the first civilizations since they were all based around rivers. Most notably, these early civilizations were all hydraulic empires. A hydraulic empire, also known as a hydraulic despotism or water monopoly empire, is a social or governmental structure which maintains power through exclusive control over water access. This system of government arises through the need for flood control and irrigation, which requires central coordination and a specialized bureaucracy. This political structure is commonly characterized by a system of hierarchy and control based around class or caste. Power, both over resources, which is food, water, and energy, and a means of enforcement such as a military, are vital for the maintenance of control. Most hydraulic empires exist in desert regions, but Imperial China also had some such characteristics due to the exacting needs of rice cultivation. And it goes on and talks about all these hydraulic empires and then water scarcity today and how um, a lot of what's happening politically, politically in the world is due to water distribution and, and things like that. But what we're going to get into today is how there is no water scarcity and how that is a, a made-up uh, concept or at least something that is misunderstood. Now, I have this book... That is called... Where is it? It's by a guy named... I'm going to slaughter this name. It's by a guy named F. Batman Batmangalij. He's from Iran, and he's a doctor. And uh, this book is titled, You're Not Sick, You're Thirsty. Water for Health, for Healing, and for Life. And this is a fascinating book. Um, This guy was imprisoned in Iran... In uh, 1979, I think it was, some sort of political... He was a political prisoner. And he spent like two and a half years in jail. Um, Under the threat of execution, he didn't know if he was going to survive. And I'm not sure exactly what he did. In his book, he says he was just a political prisoner. And there was like, who the fuck knows? Didn't really seem like he did anything, honestly. Uh, But while he was in jail... He had all these people who were having medical problems as well as himself, and he was a doctor, but he had no medication to give these people and no way to help them. Um, so so what he started to do was just telling people to drink water, and it seems like such a such a like a little thing um, that really wouldn't have a big effect, but he was able to treat all kinds of illnesses in thousands of different people as well as himself using just water. And like drinking a couple glasses of water, he was able to, um, to help all of these people. So this book, You're Not Sick, You're Thirsty, um, Water for Health, for Healing, and for Life is a very fascinating book. And it basically traces all of these illnesses and diseases back to your body just being dehydrated and um, everything, not everything, but a lot of stuff is just a symptom of of dehydration all these all these ailments that we have uh could simply be fixed if we just drank more water and actually it's it's a little more complicated than that he wants you to drink like warm water good water though like reverse osmosis or spring water like very pure natural water uh with sea salt in it and i guess the concept behind it is that your blood essentially is is really similar to seawater, and uh, there's all kinds of electrical fucking exchanges that are taking place within your bloodstream, and in order for that to happen, there has to be a bunch of water in your blood, and your cells have to be well hydrated, and they need to have a bunch of salt, so the the whole concept of salt being a bad thing is not necessarily true. Your body needs salt, and uh, it's very beneficial to your body, so... In his book here, he has this section, which is 46 Reasons Why Your Body Needs Water Every Day. And I'm just going to read a few of them so you can understand how vital water is in your body. Of course, we're made out of mostly water, like 70% or something like that. Our brain is pretty much all water. Our planet is a water planet. So everything depends on water. And number one, without water, nothing lives. Number two, comparative shortage of water first suppresses and eventually kills some aspects of the body. Three, water is the main source of energy. It is the cash flow of the body. Four, water generates electrical and magnetic energy inside each and every cell of the body. It provides the power to live. Five, water is the bonding adhesive in the architectural design of the cell structure. Six, Water prevents DNA damage and makes it repair mechanisms more efficient. Less abnormal DNA is made. Uh, Seven, water increases greatly the the efficiency of the immune system in the bone marrow, where the immune system is formed, all of its mechanisms, including its efficiency against cancer. So there's something that I didn't know. I actually looked more into this when I read this. Did you know that your immune system is created in your bone marrow? I didn't know that. Apparently, that's where all of your white blood cells are made. So, pretty interesting. And without water, none of that shit's happening. So, you got to drink a lot of water. Uh, Number eight. Water is the main solvent for all foods, vitamins, and minerals. It is used in the breakdown of food into smaller particles and their eventual metabolism and assimilation. So, water, water is actually like the one substance that can dissolve anything. It can dissolve any substance. It's a solvent for any substance, fucking rock, uh, metals, like anything. And uh in this interview with this guy who I'm going to talk about in a in a little bit, his name is Stephen Reese. Um he talks about how seawater contains traces of like el- every element in the world because water just fucking dissolves everything. And uh and yeah, it's it's very it's an astonishing substance. It's really weird. Uh, 9. Water energizes food and food particles are then able to supply the body with his energy during digestion. This is why food without water has absolutely no energy value for the body. 10. Water increases the body's rate of absorp- rate of absorption of essential substances in food. 11. Water is used to transport all substances inside the body. Uh, 12. Water increases the efficiency of red blood cells in collecting oxygen in the lungs. 13. When water reaches a cell, it brings the cell oxygen and takes the waste gases to the lungs for disposal. And, uh, fucking, dude, it just keeps going on. There's 46 of these. I'm not going to read them all. But I do want to read you some other information that's like really fucking interesting. So he goes into... So check it out. All these different ailments he blames on dehydration. Um, Asthma. Asthma and allergies. Uh, Allergies and immune system problems. uh, Having high blood pressure. Diabetes. Constipation. Autoimmune disease. And then he goes into some of the crisis calls of the body for water. So, so when your body is um, basically trying to signal you that you need some water, it does it through pain, causing pain, uh, heartburn, hiatal her- hernia and heartburn, which it's all similar to heartburn, dyspeptic pains, it's like heartburn, colitis pain, headaches and migraine, rheumatoid arthritis, lower back pain, osteoarthritis, Fucking obesity. Dude, there's a lot of shit. It's really interesting. Um, I'll put up a link to this book and where you can find it and more intrami- more information on this guy. Because how cool would that be, right? All these different ailments and all this shit that's fucked up with your body can be solved by just drinking some water. A lot of water. With salt. So think about that for a second. I'm going to play some Most deaf right here. Check it out.
1: Nothing more refreshing than having a clear, crisp, clean glass of water on a warm summer's day. That cool, refreshing drink.
0: Try
2: it
1: with your friends. New world water make the tide rise high Come inland and make your house go by Fools done upset the old man river Made him carry slave ships and fed him dead niggas Now it's belly full and he about to flood something So I'm throwing rope that ain't tied to nothing Tell your crew use the H2 and wise amounts It's the new world water and every drop counts You can laugh and take it as a joke if you wanna But it don't rain no full weeks some summers And it's about to get real wild in the half You be buying every yard you can take a fucking bath Heads act a wild Pumping dank, uh. competing with the next man for higher playing rank. tonight so I ain't got time trying to be Big Hank. Fuck a bank. I need a 20-year water tank Cause while these heads is out here sweating their good. The sun is sitting in the treetops, burning the woods. And as the flame from the blaze get higher and higher, they say, "Don't drink the water. We need it for the fire." New York is drinking wow. it. The no. wall wow. no. of California is drinking wow. it. No. Way wow. well, up north and down south is drinking wow. it. Wow. it. No. World Used to water. have minerals, drinking it. Wow. it. No. Wow. Now they say it got lead and stinking it. Wow. it. No. Wow. No. World 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 the water table lopsided Used to be free Now of course you will feed Cause oil so all tanks load as They roll across the sea Man, you gotta cook with it Baby, clean with That's it That's right When it's hot, summertime You feed for Not it enough. You gotta put it in the iron You steaming That's with That's right So they dress smooth And treat this Diseases out. The rich and poor, black and white, got need for That's that. Right. And everybody in the world can agree with that this. Enough. Consumption promotes health and easiness. That's Go right. too long without it on this earth and you leaving Shout it. Out. Americans wasting it on some leisure Say shit. Words. Another nation be desperately seeking Not it. Enough. Bacteria washing up on they beaches. Say Don't drink the water so they can't wash their feet with Not it. Enough. Young babies in perpetual needy days. Word. Epidemics hopping up up the petri Not dish. Enough. Control centers shot to play all secret. To avoid public panic and freakiness. Where TB is common as TV Cause foreign-based companies Go and get greedy The type of cats who pollute The whole shoreline Have purified and for it For $1.25 Now the world is drinking it New New Your mom's water. wife and baby girl Is drinking it New New Up, world. north and down south Is drinking it You New New so just water. have to go to your sink for it New New The cash register is going to chink for New it New world Pearl Harbor's the monoxide Got the fish looking cockeyed Used to be free Now of course you will feed Cause it's all about getting that cash. Said it's all about getting that cash. Money, said it's all about getting that Cat Morning, said it's all about getting that Cat Morning, said it's all about getting that Cat Morning, <pause danach gosto> um, <spikes> it's oh all about getting that Cat Morning, said it's all about getting that Cat Morning, it's all about getting that Morning, it's all about getting that
3: Morning, Johnny Cat Morning, Rosan Cash, give me Cat Morning, Cat Money, Johnny Cat
1: Morning, Cat Money, give me Cat Morning, yeah
0: Everything around me move. 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 Woo! A little bit of most depth for you, folks. That guy's pretty incredible. Quite the rapper. Talking about the new world water. New world water. See what he did there? Alright, I'm gonna read a little more from this book and then I'm gonna move on. But this is something that I was uh, looking into last night that I found pretty interesting that maybe maybe you guys would be interested too. It's just uh, the, the connection between dehydration, not having enough water in your body, and uh, having heartburn bor- heart or dyspeptic pains. And like I said, this guy's connecting fucking dehydration with all kinds of things. So heart disease and stroke, uh, infection. So, hey, I bet your water can help find fight covid you drink a gallon of water a day you're probably never going to get covid i wouldn't take it to the bank but fuck dude probably not you probably just flush that shit out just piss it out uh depression sleep disorders lack of energy addiction water can help eliminate addictive urges for caffeine alcohol and some drugs osteoporosis water is an aid to strong bone formation leukemia and lymphoma Water normalizes the blood manufacturing systems that can aid in the prevention of many forms of cancer and attention deficit even. Uh, So ADD, a well hydrated brain is continually energized to imprint new information in its memory banks. So it's super interesting stuff. Not only is it uh, actual physical things in the body, but he also connects a lack of water to things like having anxiety and depression and all this stuff. And he says that these mental problems you're having are actually a, a weird way of your body signaling to you that you need some water because shit's fucked up and uh, your body's freaking out because it's running on like some reserves and things are just not right. So it, it's causing you, it's it's sending these signals to your brain to make you freak out. Cause, you, cause you just need some water. It's very strange. So, I don't know. Uh, we'll read about heartburn though, and, and give you a little idea on um, the science. Got to follow the science. Uh, heartburn or dyspeptic pains are among the most important thirst pains of the body. Heartburn is the early stage of a gradually intensifying pain that is called dyspeptic pain, and eventually peptic ulcer pain. It is felt in the upper part of the abdomen. It can reach an intensity that can incapacitate the person and mimic an acute crisis that requires surgery. So anyone who's had uh, heartburn, you know it fucking sucks. Gotta drink more water. Uh, Dyspeptic pains labeled gastritis... Uh, duodenitis, esophagitis, heartburn, and indigestion after eating should be treated by only an increase in water intake. When there is a, when there is associated tissue damage or, ulcer, or, or ulceration, changes to the daily diet that enhance the rate of repair of the ulcer site become necessary. Then goes on to talk about fucking ulcers and all that. In the same way that we recognize our hunger pain, the human body also has a thirst pain. We almost always confuse our thirst pain for a signal of food shortage, hence we overeat. When this same signal follows a meal, we call it dyspepsia or heartburn, and sufferers are often urged by their doctors and the media to take some form of medication to relieve the pain. After a number of years from the onset of this upper abdominal pain depending on many other factors, an ulcer may develop. In the interim, the health state is, a classified, is classified as gastritis or duodenitis and, until the ulcer develops. Uh, in recent years, because a bacterium called Heliocobacter is sometimes found at the site of ulcerations, the ulcerations are assumed to be infectious in origin and are treated with antibiotics, uh, however, he they, he says that this is a fucking natural bacteria and blah, blah, blah. Basically, what he's getting at is uh, heartburn is just a signal of thirst. And uh, it's not treated in mainstream science until you get an ulcer, which is fucked up. And then he goes on to ex- explain a case history of this kid who's all fucked up and has every disease in the book. <clears> then <throat> he just started drinking water and everything went away very strange. Anyways, I'm gonna stop reading that. <laughs> I hope you got something out of it. The book is called Water. Oh, wait, it's called You're Not Sick, You're Thirsty. Water for Health, for Healing, and for Life. By F. Batman Pretty interesting. The guy was, uh, he was a political prisoner in Iran. He was there for two years, and then, uh, he was doing all this work on these patients and, like, doing his own studies on water. And, uh, one of the guards was like, you know, or the guy running the prison. He was like, "Well, we don't think you really did anything, and we're sorry, and and you could leave early." And he's like, "Nah, I'm gonna stay because I'm in the middle of doing all of these trials and figuring out how I'm gonna save the world through fucking a glass of water." So he stayed for like an extra three or four months in prison just to uh, give these guys glasses of water and uh, write it down what happened. Interesting stuff. But we're told we're running out of water, right? One day you're going to turn on the faucet and nothing's going to come out. Just a bunch of dust. That's what they want you to believe. Not true, though. Not true. But let's look at what water is. Nah, fuck that. I'm not going to read the definition of water. You know what water is, right? It's just water. Okay, I'll give you a brief introduction. Water, according to the Encyclopedia Britannica, is a substance... Composed of the chemical elements hydrogen and oxygen. And existing in a gaseous liquid and solid state. So, it can do all that stuff. It's the only, uh, as far as I know, it's the only substance that can do all that. Solid, liquid, and a gas. It is one of the most plentiful and essential of compounds. A tasteless and odorless liquid at room temperature. It has the important ability to dissolve many other substances... Indeed, the versatility of water as a solvent is essential to living organisms. Uh, Life is believed to have originated in the aqueous solutions of the world's oceans, and living organisms depend on aqueous solutions such as blood and digestive juices for biological processes. Water also exists on other planets and moons, both within and beyond the solar system. In small quantities, water appears colorless, but actually it's has an intrinsic blue color because of uh, a slight absorption of light at red wavelengths. So I don't know how that works. It absorbs red red wavelengths and then it turns it blue? Science, bro. Fucking science. Anyways, blah, blah, blah. Water's crazy. People spend their whole life studying this stuff. Now, a question that is often asked in like documentaries and and mainstream science or just people who are wondering how did water get here how did water get to planet earth i watched a documentary the other day that was like how the earth formed and i really didn't believe much of it i was like this is kind of bullshit i don't know how much these guys uh really know how could you know they're talking about things that happened four or five billion years ago it's like nobody fucking knows but, uh, in this documentary, the theory they had for how water got to planet Earth was through comets. They said that there's just some ice floating around the the universe somewhere, and uh when Earth was just this bowl of melt this ball of molten molten rock uh got hit by a bunch of comets that were full of ice, and then that's how water got here, and then all of a sudden there's just all this water. And that never made sense to me. That is, I think that's a completely ridiculous hypothesis. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And in this same documentary, they say that the moon formed uh, when when an asteroid or a comet or something hit the earth when it was a ball of lava, you know, five billion years ago or whatever. And then it knocked off a chunk of this lava and then it just uh, created the moon. This perfectly sized moon that can perfectly block out the sun during a lunar eclipse. And uh, it, it's just, you know, it's spaced perfectly between the Earth and the sun to where it can block out the the sun. And dude, like, what are the odds? What are the odds that it would just create such a perfect thing? I don't know. I don't believe it. I don't think they know. Or maybe they're hiding something from us. And uh, I'm going to throw this in here just because I think this is interesting. There's a guy back in the day that has his own theory about the moon. And he was once on some CBS show because he was a hotshot scientist that used to get some play back in the 60s. But uh, this is all that's left of him today. And he gives this theory on the moon and says, uh, you know, they're like, are we going to go to the moon? He's like, no, it's impossible. And uh, he'll tell you why. One second, check it out. Okay, so uh, this guy's name is Among Foster. Among R. Foster, and uh, he was a scientist. I don't know. You can't find any information about this guy anymore. But he did this interview with this guy from CBS, and uh, he talks about why we're never going to be able to land on the moon, because he says the moon is not what we're taught in school. So listen and check it out.
3: Well, now, one thing, you have a theory about the moon, and we expect to be able to get observable facts about the moon fairly soon. Um, what is your theory? Well, uh, it is by now rather more than a theory. Uh, 10 or 11 years ago, I stated to various scientists that the Moon is not a piece of rock, but it is a plasma, a plasma phenomena, cosmic plasma, uh, and that this fact will eventually be confirmed. I made certain predictions which were already confirmed in 1958, and the situation now is coming close to a complete confirmation. What will be the result if you're proved to be correct in your theories the result will be uh, profound and decisive because it will give proof that a complete reinvestigation re- of the laws of nature is necessary because if the moon is a plasma no man will ever land on it the soft landing attempts will all fail that means that the mass of the moon is less far less than is currently assumed it's in a different state of energy and it has far less mass. That means there is no more explanation for the tides. If the moon, for example, had only a thousandth part of its current mass, then the tides would only be two inches high and the conventional theories instead of sometimes fourteen feet. And that means that if it is proof that the moon is a plasma, then all gravitational theories are out and the new concept of the cosmos and of its laws has to be evolved. Aren't you being a bit adventurous, though, because uh, you know we're going to be able to test out your theories on the moon fairly soon? Well, not anymore. Eleven years ago, uh, of course, eh, it was rather taking a risk. I was considered a lunatic, of course. But by now the evidence, accumulated evidence, is already so much in my favor that I'm not taking any risks anymore. On the contrary, uh, there is scientific views expressed all over the world now that uh, the moon uh, seems to be of a quite different nature of what was assumed. And the, the Americans and Russians are thinking of landing men on it. Oh, well, that will never happen. Not on the moon. On Mars, on Venus, on other planets, yes. But the moon is definitely, as I assert, a plasma.
0: So there you have it. The moon is a plasma. And it's strange. So this is, uh, you can find this clip on YouTube. I don't know how I came across it. Um, fucking some some research I was doing. But this is actually from ABC News Australia. And this is the descrip- the description we get. Um, In 1965, this scientist tried to turn conventional science on its head. Among R. Foster's theories was that the moon was in fact made of plasma, not rock, and that landing on it would not be possible. Mr. Foster claimed that once his profound and decisive investigations were proven, a complete reinvestigation of the laws of nature would be necessary. This is the uncut version of the interview posted on 28 March 2019. The ABC, the ABC, has been unable to confirm Mr. Foster's identity beyond the entry in the production notebook from 1965, uh, which reads, People-INT Tasmanian Professor, uh, in parentheses, Foster. We've also been unable to find any documentation of his work. So how strange, right? Right. This thing is like, almost has 400,000 views on um on YouTube. And people are like, what the fuck? I want to learn more about this. Like, what is going on with this guy? And he's just been wiped from the face of the earth. He comes up. He says, uh, the moon's made out of plasma. And boom, he disappears. <laughs> it's kind of strange. Um, who knows what the moon really is? I don't think they really landed on the moon. I don't think the moon was created by some fucking asteroid hitting the Earth when Earth was made of all lava. And lava is mostly water. And uh, and then it created the moon, and then comets hit the Earth, ice balls hit the Earth, and then created all the rivers and lakes and oceans. It's absolutely preposterous. Makes no fucking sense. But I'm going to tell you how the water got here. That's what this show is all about. It's been a long time coming. But here it finally is, and the, the answer is primary water. Primary water, baby. That's what it is. That is what it is. Primary water. It was something originally uh, theorized by this guy named Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese. And uh but first first let's get the uh let's get the, the mainstream view. Uh it says uh Am I recording? Okay. Water is essential to life as we know it, and it seems completely normal to have water all around us. Yet Earth is the only known planet to be covered by oceans. Do we know exactly where its water came from? This is not a simple question. It was long thought that Earth was formed dry, without water, because of its proximity to the sun and the high temperatures when the solar system formed. In this model, water could have been brought to Earth by comets or asteroids colliding with the Earth. Such a complex origin for water would likely mean that our planet is unique in the universe. However, in a 2020 study, we showed that water, or at least its components, hydrogen and oxygen, may have been present in the rocks that initially formed the Earth. If that is so indeed, other blue planets with liquid water are more likely to exist elsewhere. Uh, Water on Earth and water inside of Earth. Liquid water covers more than 70% of Earth's surface, with about 95.6% of it in oceans and seas. The remaining 4% is in glaciers, ice caps, groundwater, lakes, rivers, soil, humidity, and the atmosphere. So that's only 4% of uh, Earth's water is fresh water, drinkable water. But most of Earth's water is deep underground. Between one... And ten times the volume of the oceans are contained in the mantle. I'm going to read that again. Most of Earth's water is deep underground. Between one and ten times the volume of the oceans, all the water in all the oceans is contained inside the mantle of the Earth. So inside of the Earth has fucking up to ten times the volume of all the water in the ocean. It's, it's pretty insane. Unfathomable almost. Uh, tu, tu, tu. and yeah I'm not gonna read this whole article I'll put it up though so you can uh read more of it but this whole concept that water came from some asteroid or, or some meteorite or comet absolutely ridiculous and i'm gonna play uh i'm gonna play this clip where they explain it further but before that let's play some music
4: this is a world world for man for man
0: Lauren Hill this Black Side
1: comments. Some remix I found on YouTube. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's good. That's beautiful.
4: I'm the C-O-double-M-O huh. To the yeah, end the Love your happiness Don't begin with a man Strong woman Why should you depend on a man? I understand you want a man that's resourceful. If he pay your bills He feel like he bought you Talking to a friend About what love is A man didn't love her Cause he didn't love his. Hucked her from afar Said what I felt Never find a man Till you find yourself Time helps mistakes You can learn from One man after, up Niggas shouldn't turn from Want a certain type of guy I gotta reach a certain point too, at the destination A king will anoint you Going through the storm, anybody see warm That relationship died For you to be born, you worth more than anything You could cop in the storm For you to grow, we had to go So if yeah. you stop, it's no like a yeah. water yeah. we Nothing changed, it's all the same thing, the same characters in the book with different names. It's a lot more to lose than you got the game, you a lot more confused than hip to the game. the, the script to the game, the price is pain, men and women get into things, now who's to blame? When everybody whispering about whatever took place, and how the fact was denied with a straight face. Them lies, hard to swallow from the bitter taste, but that's a point in the past, that can't be erased. So motivate, though it's hard to let it ride, or set aside through feelings. Uh, underhand feeling A uh, lost trust I wonder if we lost us It's bigger than me and you It's monstrous So I'ma just calm down And try of to relax Before I clap A the hammer and a the hammer I clap, back, sure. I ain't felt it So much bigger than me. As far is as happy. It's like a trigger to me. Dealing with crab rappers, groupie broads, wrecked, execs. In times it do be hard to choose words. We heard across waters, Doing something you like to support daughters. Keeping your guys from collecting court orders. Conveying messages. The ancestors brought us. All the of things to say to become the ending for the day. Somehow that didn't seem the way for me to make it. Music is a gift that is sacred. I opened it, used it, hope you. You can grow to it, whether servant or surgeon You gon' go through it, can't imagine going through it Without soul music, it's like Donnie have LBC me see Lonnie's bad. Let's take old steps and show death he As we make people hey. in itself in God, girl. by heaven in itself in God, by heaven in itself in God.
0: It reminds me of "Come Here, Girl." It's yeah. common. I got a smooth voice, girl. He's cool. All right, fade out, fade out, baby. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so there we have it. That's a cool song, right? Shout out to whoever made that song. YouTube guy. Uh, right into a clip. Let's let's hear these people talk about how. Uh, The massive amount of water found at the Earth's core. This is all leading up to primary water.
5: Hey everyone, I'm Karen for DNews, and today we're talking about what could be the largest water reservoir ever discovered on planet Earth. Actually, it's it's in the Earth, and it's not really liquid water, but I'll get to that. Scientists from Northwestern University and the University of New Mexico have made the astonishing announcement that there appears to be oceans' worth of water stored in the Earth's mantle approximately 400 miles underneath most of the interior of the U.S., It's long been speculated that water is trapped in the transition zone or the area between the upper and the lower mantle layers of our planet. And scientists have actually been looking for it for decades. This work, published in the journal Science, provides the first direct evidence of it. So what is this evidence exactly? I mean, the deepest holes we've been able to dig are mines in Canada and South Africa that are around two and a half miles beneath the Earth's surface. We're talking about going much, much deeper than that. What researchers have found are actually deep pockets of magma, which is a clear indicator that water is present too, although not in the liquid, solid, or gas forms that we're familiar with. This is actually a fourth form of water where the hydrogen and oxygen are trapped in the molecular structure of minerals in the rocks. We're talking about enormous pressures here. Think about the weight of hundreds of miles of solid rock. So the high pressure, combined with the extremely high temperatures that you find closer to the Earth's core, cause these water molecules to split off and form hydroxyl radicals that then bind to the crystal structures of the minerals surrounding them. This discovery proves that it is possible for water from the Earth's surface to be driven down to great depths through the processes associated with plate tectonics. And these findings will provide scientists with a greater understanding of how the Earth is formed, what it's made of, and just how much water is trapped inside of it. If just 1% of the weight of mantle rock in the transition zone is comprised of water, this would be the equivalent of 3 times the amount of water in all of the oceans combined. Just a mind-boggling amount. For me, the biggest question is what does this all mean? Is this water what ever going it, to become man? a usable resource? Will we somehow be able to tap into these vast water reservoirs, right. especially seeing as fresh so water is a resource that's So,
0: uh, there you have it, you know, it's like a mainstream thing now. We know that there's an incredibly vast amount of water Uh, beneath the surface of the earth. In this clip, she was saying that it is in a structure that's kind of inaccessible, uh, contained within these minerals. But what this guy, Stephen Reese, discovered with his concept of primary water is that water is created through a natural process in the earth where hydrogen and oxygen come together and combine under immense pressure in the mantle of the earth, which is the layer of the earth below the crust, and it just, it synthesizes it fucking combines and creates water in the form of water vapor. And since it's so hot in the mantle with all of the magma, it is forced upwards. Uh, the water vapor is through these fissures, and what fissures are are cracks in the ground. Uh, uh Like through, <clears throat> they're formed through plate tectonics and Things like that, and then the water gets expelled up, 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 up. It gets pushed up, and then it comes out of springs. That's why there will be springs on top of mountains where it couldn't possibly uh, be due to groundwater accumulation like some aquifer or something like that that is uh, created through water just seeping through sedimentary rock in the ground. This, This water comes from deep within the earth, sometimes miles and miles and miles within the earth and just shoots out of uh the top of some mountain somewhere and this is what is called primary water it's water that is naturally produced inside of the earth through some crazy chemical process that isn't completely understood yet and uh that's the way water got to this planet so boom i i just solved it for you there's no um the comet hypothesis maybe a little bit maybe it brought some uh, snowballs here or something but, uh, the way water is really produced is through this this natural process inside of the earth, and uh heat and uh whatnot forces the water vapor up it condenses and then it shoots out through springs and there's these deep underwater springs in the ocean that are shooting out this this super hot water and uh you could see this in documentaries where they study this uh this microbial life that lives there, so they, and they try to figure out what life on other planets might be like, because they theorize that this is what the first uh, life forms on Earth were doing. We're living at these uh, volcanic vents at the bottom of the ocean, but besides that, it's just fucking really interesting, right? So there's this immense amount of of fresh water under the world, uh, under the world, inside the world, inside the Earth. And uh, this dude, Stephen Reese, was accessing this since the 30s. And it's very interesting. It's called Primary Water. And I'll put a link up to the Primary Water Institute where you can watch interviews with this guy. And he explains how uh, he's discovered all these wells. So all all or all these sources of water that he drilled wells into. Places where there was supposed to be no water. He drills through solid rock and then finds fresh water. So, um... Yeah, primary water. Let's let's read read a little bit about it. The term primary water was coined by the late Dr. Stephen Rees, the geophysicist who independently discovered its existence and pioneered its development, beginning in the 1930s until his death in December 1985. My discovery was put to a test, or put to a field test, by locating and drilling many wells. The records to date from these tests is 70 producing wells out of 72 attempts. All drilled in hard rock, all located in distressed areas generally considered unproductive. Uh, that's what Dr. Stephen Rees said in 1954. Primary water is a little-known renewable resource that originates deep within the Earth. When conditions are right, oxygen combines with hydrogen to make new water. This water is constantly being pushed up toward the surface under great pressure. The water finds its way to the surface through fissures or faults. Depending on the geology, primary water can be accessed close to the surface or even flow out as a spring. Primary water has never been a part of the hydrologic cycle until it finally arrives at the surface. Traditional hydrologic cycle water is finite and volumes fluctuate relative to available rain and snow melt. Primary water is renewable and plentiful regardless of the weather. So just to reiterate how the the what the mainstream narrative is behind the water cycle, it all depends on precipitation uh, and evaporation and fucking condensation. All these Asians. Uh, basically, water is... It evaporates from the oceans. It condenses into clouds up in the atmosphere. And then once... The cloud has so much water that it just can't hold it anymore. It falls to the ground in the form of rain. And then that rain uh, forms runoff. It just runs off into the ground, seeps in through the dirt, through the sedimentary rock, which is a porous type of rock. And then it accumulates under the ground in these things called aquifers, or it accumulates, you know, goes into rivers and into lakes and reservoirs and things like that. But the groundwater that is typically accessed through wells is usually stuff you find in an aquifer, which is just runoff. That would be like rainfall that's that's been filtered and seeps through the sedimentary rock. And uh, it's usually found pretty close to the surface, and it's contained in the crust of the earth. What's different about primary water is it originates in the mantle and is actually like f- created inside of the earth. And it's crazy, dude. And there's like infinite amounts of it, and it's just being naturally produced. Um, so it, it's crazy. It answers a lot of questions, really, in in my point of view. First of all, it answers the question of how water got here and this incredible substance on which all life depends. And uh, uh, to me, it kind of lends credence to the theory of, like, the um, the expanding Earth theory. And if you've never heard about this, it's where um, Earth millions of years ago was like much smaller and like a smaller ball. And then that's why the uh, if you look at all the continents on the map and how they would fit together, like it seems like they would fit together if Earth was like way smaller. If you just like fucking squeezed it together like you like you're making a snowball. It seems like all the continents would fit together like that. So uh, if all this water is just being pushed out of the center of the Earth, maybe the Earth is expanding and becoming bigger and bigger. I don't know. I don't know if that's really what's happening, but it seems possible. Uh, Maybe Earth is flat. I don't fucking know, honestly. I just know that water is being made. So I'll I'll read a little bit more about uh, primary water... But first of all, let me tell you about an example of primary water near me. There's this place called Fly Geyser. It is located near the Black Rock Desert in Nevada, which is uh, north of Reno, Nevada. And uh, look up a picture of this because it's, f- it's a fascinating fucking thing. Fly Geyser is what it's called, F-L-Y. And it is near Gerlach, near Black Rock Desert, where they have Burning Man and the way this was formed, it's a geothermal geyser. So it's like a like a hot spring. And uh, the way it formed was way back in the day, there were some people who were drilling out there. I think they were looking for oil or something. They didn't find anything. Uh, so they just left it. They left a big hole there. Maybe they capped it. Maybe they didn't. I'm not sure. But one day, it just started shooting out water. And then, and then every, ever since, it's been shooting out this crazy amount of water. And uh, you can see there's all these stalagmites that have formed. And they are all these beautiful colors like orange and green and yellow. And it's just from the minerals in the water. And uh, yeah, it's it's fucking incredible. It's really sick. Uh, I've been there before. Illegally, we had to sneak in there because it's owned by the fucking Burning Man people. And they want you to pay a bunch of money to go there. But it's it's really dope. It's like a... Fucking crazy thing. It's kind of like our own little Yellowstone type thing. So uh, look up a picture of it. It's a fascinating phenomenon. And then this is an exact example of what primary water is. Pretty much all hot springs are are primary water. And if you think about it, the traditional hydrological cycle or whatever uh, doesn't explain the existence of hot springs. So, like, what happens? It rains, and then this water fucking seeps all the way back into the middle of the Earth where it's heated up by some magma? Like, nah, that's that's not what's happening. This water is originating inside the Earth, like, with the magma. Uh, Anyways, it's fucking interesting stuff, and uh, there's an infinite amount of water right beneath our feet, and yet all we're being told is that there's a giant drought and we're all gonna die. Meanwhile, of course... They're controlling the weather. They're manipulating the fucking everything, you know, with with the fucking chemtrails, spraying the chemtrails, using their harp technology, their ionospheric heaters, their who knows what, because, you know, we can't really get a straight answer from these guys, but we know that the weather is controlled. The weather can be manipulated by man. This is happening, and then they turn around and they blame climate change, and they use that as an excuse to take away our rights. Uh, to implement their Agenda 21 fucking plans and all that. And it, it all ties together. And it's, dude, it's really crazy. It's, fuck, dude, what a crazy world. I'll play this clip talking about the drought. So this is what we're told. We're, You know, they don't mention the oceans of water. They just say we're all going to die.
5: In U.S. history, the government has declared a water shortage in the Colorado River. Climate change and the ongoing drought are both threatening the river's future. With less snow hitting the mountains each year, the melted runoff can't replenish the water levels
6: were you thinking of visiting the colorado river but were hesitating because global warming is draining the water now you can experience all the thrills of the colorado river on land the colorado river is still the place for thrilling adventure and has never been more exciting Enjoy the thrill of a lifetime with the benefit of less drowning. And be sure to visit Colorado mountains in the winter for more outdoor fun. Come see the Colorado River, but bring water because we don't have any.
7: That was Stephen Colbert's Late Show last night using a clip from our Laura Podesta on CBSNAM. But Uh, jokes aside, the Colorado River is facing an imminent threat. And in today's climate watch, the federal government is declaring a water shortage at the nation's largest reservoir for the first time in history. Water levels at Lake Mead near Las Vegas have dropped to 40 percent capacity. Climate scientists say this drop is due to the worst drought seen this century. Lake Mead is part of the Colorado River, which provides water to about 40 million people in seven different states and Mexico. The drought and water shortage are leading to cuts in water supply to parts of the southwest. Rebecca Mitchell joins me now. She's the director of the Colorado Water Conservation Board, as well as the Colorado River Commissioner. Rebecca, welcome. Thanks for being with us. So, of course, as you know, the Colorado River is nearly 1,500 miles long with thousands of lakes and reservoirs along it. How is this drought and namely climate change impacting your day-to-day work? What are you seeing
8: Well, first I wanna say um, that drought is an expected part of life in Colorado. Um, It's not uncommon for some portion of the state to experience drought conditions for a portion of any given year. However, um, what we're seeing is the intensity, scale, and length of drought is increasing. Um, In Colorado and then across the West, we continue to use the word unprecedented because each year is seemingly worse than the last year when it comes to drought. So um, drought conditions impact our streams, reservoirs, um, but also the soils as global temperatures rises arise. So um, Colorado has one of the most advanced state drought plans in the U.S. to help reduce short and long-term impacts of water shortage. We also have good working relationships ac- across Colorado, but also across the entire basin. So um, the governor of Colorado, Governor Jared Polis, um, has activated new phases of the drought plan, and um, we try to get resources out to our local communities, okay, blah blah, um, blah 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 blah, as quickly as possible.
0: Fucking boring and liars. Those guys are liars. Maybe there is a drought. Okay, I admit it's not raining much, but dude, this this situation can be rectified. That's what I'm trying to get at here. Is um, there's solutions to these problems and. They're just purposely ignoring these these uh, these methods, and although St- Stephen Reese died in in the eighties, there's people who are continuing his work and still drilling for uh, these primary water types of um fucking motherfuckers wells, you know. So I want to just read a little more about primary water. And then I'm going to play some more music. Actually, no, I'm going to play some music right now. Play another song here, and then I'll get to this. Check it out. Some Dr. Dre.
3: What is going on in Compton? I don't understand it. Well, as it relates to this, this is not in my field as the clerk.
1: So anything that relates to this, you probably have to get an answer from Dr.
0: Dre.
6: I hear you talking about respect, I gave you niggas the utmost All oh, you niggas the utmost Would you look over Picasso's shoulder and tell him about his brush strokes Them opinions, I don't trust those I apologize, the city made a nigga so cutthroat Every hood loved me, but it started on one Could have stopped in 86, but I knew that you would want more I'm on a throne in a place some niggas won't go Don't get it fucked up And away from home And away from they home Where I'm from, I think it's time to take these niggas to the deep water. Yeah, down in the Pacific. the Pacific. Where them sharks at, nigga, down in the deep water. Listen, listen, listen. All you niggas swimming in the info. Don't <laughs> fuck around and drown in the specifics. <laughs> Always going overboard. Used to be my kinfolk. Now you're sleeping with them all fishes. <laughs> these niggas won't let up until they all wet up. Don't get it fucked up. Nah, nigga. everybody wanna visit trying to read up that prescription. That prescription, yeah. Yeah, real. Cause my nigga watercolors couldn't even paint the picture They don't get the picture, fuck Yeah, fuck, yeah drugs about like a dozen what? You might just wanna go and check the children. You might just wanna you check your fucking children. Children. I'm the one that got the ear For many years I've been making parents live in fear I just wanna make it clear My influence run deep make Like the, the old shit Don't get it fucked up Been away from home been away from been home that long All they wanna know is Where from? Where you from? Where you from, nigga? Huh? Yeah. Feels like you
0: drowned? About a hundred miles down, and It's over. over.
6: Should've never jumped in if you can't, can't, can't swim. Oh my god, where's a life god when you need one. Motherfucker, no, I started from the bottom. Rock a baby bottle, mixing that with someone like my mama. Knew I had a problem. Wasn't thinking about no rapping. I was joking for a dollar. Putting quarter pieces in the black of piece and make it holla, holla. No releasing me, I got the beast in me, I got to holla. See you making DNT my product, I'm a CO, MPTO, innovator, energizer, inner city, bullet flies, till that bitch on autopilot, ah, Shit. I don't give a fuck about your wearable, all I care about is wearing out your air yeah. gun, wearin' yeah. out your upper body, when I catch you walking out your parents' yeah. house, <laughs> A nigga on accident. Oh, oh, oh. I tried to kill him, but I guess I needed more practicing. Oh, oh, oh. That's when I realized banging was for everybody. switch it up before my enemy or the sheriff got me. They liable to bury him. They nominated six to carry him. They worry him to death, but he no vegetarian. The beef is on his breath, inheriting the drama better than the Great White. Niggas, this is life in my aquarium. Don't get it fucked up. Been away from home. From been away from home that long.
0: We have it, folks. Dr. Dre from his last album. Might have noticed I'm doing a little bit of a water theme here. Uh, so, this is an article talking about some water that just magically started to appear after the Napa earthquake. I think this was in 2014. So, this is a news article where they're interviewing the guy who's kind of taken over the primary water thing. Uh, it says, a new perspective on the source of the post-Napa quake water, September 26, 2014. As Solano County enjoys an incredible new flow of water in local creeks after the recent Napa earthquake, experts are speculating what might be the source of this bonus from nature. Officials report that at least 200,000 gallons of water per day are flowing from Wild Horse Creek, with many other areas reporting similar phenomena. Water quality tests performed by local public works officials confirm that the new water is pure enough to drink. This new water is being added to municipal, to, munip, to municipal drinking water supplies, a great blessing to local residents. Although federal government geologists report the new flow of water is likely shallow groundwater, suddenly released from opening of fractures, other theories exist that offer great hope for a thirsty world. During a recent interview, Paul Power, a respected American hydrologist, stated that this post-earthquake release is an example of primary water, which comes not from rain-fed shallow aquifers, but rather from very deep sources, far below typical aquifer levels. Primary water sources are independent of rainfall and appear to be virtually unlimited. Although the science of primary water is not widely known, there is much evidence to support its existence. In fact, a recent study reported in the Scientific American documented the presence of vast quantities of water locked far beneath the Earth's surface. That study confirmed that there is a very, very large amount of water that's trapped in a really distinct layer in deep Earth. Uh, approaching the sort of mass of water that's present in In all the world's oceans. So, once again, talking about how inside the Earth there's more water than in all of the oceans in the world. Although primary water originates from geologic processes deep within the Earth, Power said it can be tapped and has been tapped for use at or near the surface of the Earth. This is because primary water naturally pushes up through fracture zones in the Earth's crust, as illustrated in the diagram above. High pressures in the Earth's mantle make this upward movement of primary water possible and inevitable. It is not necessary to drill hundreds of miles deep in order to access this abundant and valuable resource. In some cases, primary water can be found at the surface of the Earth, as demonstrated by many natural springs. Primary water can also be accessed by drilling near the surface less than 200 feet, in other cases, earthquakes such as this recent one in Napa can remove blockages and open channels for primary water. This can facilitate sudden release of this great gift from below. Power points out that there are other indications that the newfound water in Solano County is indeed primary water. For example, there were no major reported reports of sinkholes or subsidence associated with the release. If this massive volume of water had been released from a shallow aquifer, an equivalent volume of water would have had to replace the volume withdrawn so rapidly, over a 1,000 gallons a minute, which is 10 times the prequake flow. Uh, Otherwise, massive sinkholes would have appeared. The lack of sinkholes or subsidence indicates that the source of these new waters must not be shallow aquifers, but must be primary in origin from much deeper prolific sources. Uh... So boom, after many decades of successful primary water studies and drilling projects, power has proven that we can access this abundant source and supplement our current, our current water supply. Primary water may be tapped directly or may be found commingled with secondary water, which would be aquifers, uh, fed from atmospheric sources above. As more people become aware of this little-known science, perhaps the Napa earthquake will be remembered for helping us look down instead of up for solutions to our current epic drought crisis. So uh, there you have it. I mean, um, it's a fact, dude. It, It exists. Primary water exists. It's something that should be known to more people as a solution to this drought that we're in. But the problem is this drought is being intentionally created And uh, with the drought comes the fires and all of the other bullshit. I've been living in a fucking post-apocalyptic world here for the past month and a half. It's insane, dude. so smoky every day. And, uh, dude, it's like I go to a spot, leave a couple days later, it's on fire. And everything's gone. And it sucks, dude. It's the most... Live in such a beautiful area, dude. The Sierra Nevada Mountains... And uh, it's amazing, but everything's just being burnt down intentionally. And it's fucking aggravating knowing that they can control the weather. They can make it rain whenever they want. And they just don't do it, they just let it burn. They're intentionally allowing this to happen. And I just saw this article the other day saying that there's some fucking college professor running around starting a bunch of these fires, and he was arrested for it. So who knows what's really going on? And then you got to ask yourself, what compels these these people, these arsonists to do this? Maybe they're being mind controlled. That's not too far-fetched. I mean, it it could happen. They mind controlled people to assassinate motherfuckers before, why won't they mind control them to start a fire? Ah, so what can you do? At least we got Guy Fieri out there feeding our firefighters in South Lake Tahoe. That's kind of cool. Ay ay. yeah, What a world. So I hope you learned something. I hope I didn't explain this too poorly. It's a crazy subject. I've been talking for a long time now. I wanted to get into the work of some other people and uh, talk about things other than just primary water. It kind of took me a while to get along to it. There's so much information to cover uh, when it comes to water. I wanted to talk about Masuro Emoto, Stanley Meyer, and Victor Schauberger. But uh i'll I'll just save that for for the next one, so there you have it primary water check it out, look it up. It's a fascinating subject if you got a homie who's a hydrologist, send him the link and uh maybe you'll learn something save the world, baby, but the problem is the people who control it who are fucking it all up don't want it saved. Present all these solutions and uh you know it's like one step forward two step back steps back but it is it's good to know that there are solutions out there you know not everything is all doom and gloom there's uh there's real real solutions to a lot of these problems such as the drought and all of that it's just a matter of implementing it and uh, figuring it out and just because this water is originating so deep beneath the surface it doesn't necessarily mean you have to drill Hundreds of miles down into the ground, the water finds its way up to the surface. It's being forced upwards uh, through through heat, because um, heat makes stuff rise. You know, it's like boiling up, and uh, it goes through all these little cracks in the ground and fissures and whatnot. And uh, you could just find a fucking little craggy drill into one of these cracks. That's what this guy Stephen Rice was doing, Stephen Reese. And uh, Paul Power is still doing it to this day. So it's a fascinating subject that deserves more attention. And that's why I wanted to discuss it here with you. So if you made it this far, congratulations. Thanks a lot for listening. You can find um, more of my stuff on HomageTheLionKiller.com. Follow me on social media. But I'd imagine if you're listening to this, you probably already do. If you want to help me out, send a donation, whatever. Buy some merch. HomageTheLionKiller.com. Thanks a lot for listening. Peace out.
2: Just another day grinding up stones till they turn into dust. It's tough times in the rough. Diamonds ain't enough to cover up a corrupted and fucked up legacy of strange fruit, bloody whips and smallpox. Trigger happy cops, barbed wire and firewater, y'all that don't stop. When the colonizer came with the cross and the sword, I drew the first spear and said I declare war. I'm a battle scar wearing their apparent, descendant of a long and interplanetary So check the work ethic and the name The lessons might change But the essence of the message is the same So when they say anything Say why is it Class is in session Till the teacher gets a big slip I ride the rhythm and vibe A little wine talk And get the concrete line with your spine. I speak to find peace, but it's war all the time. It's deep like the drive from Rhett and the shoreline. I'm a more mindful guy ever since. Finding out that I'm about to be your father, and doubt is not an option. And now I can't be getting crunked to fade, and of it's off bin. So get your hands dirty, cause a are ain't enough, boss. What cross? We got crucified by buckshot. One million Jesuses and Judas got his nuts off pages. Torn out the memory of those who remain shackled in the chains of international in the capital gain, they claim civilized with the animal way Peace to Oakland, I've never been a fan of the A. But some days you can find me inscribing my soul on the page. Every crime has an alibi. Disciplined and organized is how I handle mine. jack spending mad time on their battle rhymes. I can't knock it if you find it entertaining. I rep those whose labor ain't compensated. So check the work ethic and the name. The lessons might change, but the essence of the message is the same. So so when they say anything, say, why is it? Class is in session till the teacher gets a big slip. Forty to a class, no wonder we delinquent. Half the school districts never make it to commencement. I bend the spine of the track until it snaps. Pop's working overtime and he got a broken back. Got three little sisters, one brother in a rack. And mom prays novenas to keep the fam intact. But this song ain't a song waiting for God to answer. Brothers call me dog, they got the letters backwards. I'm backwards. With a plan of attack to repossess my name, face, in history, all who want. Test my capacity to spit caliber shit into a rhythmic lesson. And entertainment's a legitimate weapon, igniting the cypher sessions I'm deciphering life. And blending both theory into practice, I write vernacular and actual fact. God, no posturing. A thousand points and fingers, I defied every one of them. I ride for my brethren who carry burden of a future uncertain till the fall of the curtain you better. better move. hold your head high soldier it ain't over yet that's why we call it a struggle you're supposed to sweat check the work ethic in the name the lessons might change, but the essence of
6: the message is the same. So when they say anything, say, why is it? Class is
2: in session till the teacher gets a pig slip. Crazy landlady trying to switch upon the lease. If she raises up the rent again, it's time to say peace. Peace, peace, and that's my peace. It's still all about the bullet in the belly of the From the east, my brother, we came. The lessons might change, but the essence of the message is the same. So when they say anything, say, why is it? Class is in session till the teacher gets a big slip. So keep marching till your feet split. Open, no rest for the weary blue scholars. Keep going.